Hey, it's the Chibi D Pod. We like to catch up with each other every now and then with what's good and often what's geeky. So we've got here, we've got Turbo and the algorithm trying to make sense of nostalgia, slowly whittling away at their wallets, uh, what they're watching, what they're playing. We have a voice of reason as well, Buckshot Laureate, the humane suplex machine, just to give a, a bit of a bit of contrast here. Uh, we've changed the names, obviously, also to protect their families, and uh, we recommend you do the same in general. Uh, what's shaking, everybody? In today's dystopian history, we have tag team boxing. Uh, what other fun fun facts have you gleaned from the internet? What are you guys watching? Slap fight is a lot of fun to watch if you like to watch CTE. Oh. <laughs> CTE. <laughs> At its finest. You know, with CTE. Yeah, you know me. Jeez. That's a weird show, that. man. Dana White's getting into that now. Well, he bought yeah, the promotion. Yeah. yeah, he's running it. Yeah, he's got That's... an ultimate fighter style uh, bullshit going how, on with it. How does one slap fight stand out from another? Like, as far as for originality, uh, for listeners, these fine gentlemen, uh, obviously, and myself too, uh, have dabbled in the martial arts or the marital. They're dabbling in the marital arts now. But uh, how do you how do you stand out to be a slap fighter? Do they like someone with like the hook for a hand? I would say the less slaps it takes to knock your opponent completely out. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, like a Homer Simpson insulated skull scenario. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Or if you're a particularly smaller guy and you knock out a big guy and make the highlight reels. I don't know. No, I think it's, it's all fake. It's all fake. Do they show this? Yes, getting, in... sla- getting slapped in the face full, full, uh, full of bore is fake. That's Do they show it in slow motion? Calm down. That's cool. You see the the cheeks move and the handprint go into the face and the power. <laughs> Do they play wacky sacks and then speed it up real fast? That's what <laughs> they, I like. could. they could. They <laughs> could. It would be interesting. What's my the longevity of, of a. Uh, oh, go on. No, I was just going to say my favorite part of the slap fight is when um, someone slaps the other person and they just kind of nod at them. They're like, yeah, that's, that's good. And then, and then, then it's their turn and you can see <laughs> the person like, you know, like, Oh shit. You're going to heaven. Yeah. You yep. can just tell by the looks on their face. Like one guy gets, you know, when the first person gets their first slap and it, it's like, okay, now I know what to expect that, you know, that was probably the best they can do or one of the best they can do and it's like now it is my turn allow me to volley good sir <laughs> allow me to break your face i wonder what the uh the the, the longest career of a slap fighter is is it as long as a professional arm wrestler it can't be long we don't know it's in its infancy it is it's truly it's a actually wondrous not. It's, been, it's been around for years over in russia the russian slap fight's been around for like five or six years well, why doesn't that surprise me so yeah, I am also a fan just, of the it, uh, the multi-person MMA fight where they'll have like uh, like building blocks, like obstacle course, and there's just a bunch of guys fighting around that as well. Like eight guys, winner takes all. I mean, heck, I play, playing tag is a is a sport now. Hell yeah! <laughs> Follow the footsteps of Ultimate Frisbee. Yep. I hope you like, guys have been watching. There's so many. There's so many weird sports out there. It's only gonna get weirder. I'm hoping well, for gotta, underwater boxing. You gotta fight for those entertainment dollars. Like people are kind of—I don't know. I'm not gonna say they're tired of the tried and true, tested sports, but you, you know, you gotta see what people are into. There's 
know, people just want to be entertained. You got to find out what's going to entertain them. I think it kind of coincides with uh, kind of the fall of Hollywood because people ain't going to the movies anymore. They don't have to. That's the thing. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's the point. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of entertainment dollars floating around out there now. So we got to come up with other things. How do you guys feel about AMC is charging people more for premium seats? So if you happen to go see Little Nicky and sit in the very front row and do severe spinal cord damage. <laughs> like we did. Uh, those are the cheap seats. Uh, also ruining your viewing experience of uh, one Le Petit Nicky. But uh, if you want a proper middle row, you know, third from the top, double price. How do you guys feel about that, that uh, state of affairs? doesn't affect me at all because i've been to the movies maybe three times in the last 10 years you saw the the jerker i think was the last one what's that you guys saw, went to see the jerker was the last one or did you see something oh, oh the jerker yeah the joker was the last one and then we saw both um both it's like both chapters cool and uh, geez, I can't even name another movie that I've seen in the theater in the last little while. I just, Your theaters I, are actually non-operable as well because of the hurricane, unfortunately. Yeah, well, again, like I don't really give a rat's ass myself. I don't know about about Turbo there, but... Would you guys drive in it? Like, do the, do you, Could you guys see a resurgence for a drive-in? The drive-in's always been big here on the island. So yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a... It's still a social event for a lot of people. Like I know a lot of people are like, hey, we're going to the drive-in tonight. Get some cheap entertainment. It's, it's, uh, it's always packed. Business idea, folks. Let me ring in a drive-in, but instead of the greasy diner, uh, different maybe four or five different food trucks, and then you can pick your poison. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I bring my shit with me when I go to yeah. the <laughs> You gotta yes. bring that bridge mix. Yeah. Gotta, gotta bring in that bridge mixture. I gotta bring he in has like a food. A, he has a fondue set. How does that yeah. work? <laughs> Run it off the, the car some lighter. cheese fondue with some like plugs some baguettes. In, he plugs it into the lighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pretzels and cheese, hot magma yeah. cheese all over your lap. Liquid uh, magma. Magma. <laughs> Uh, can you see a, a drive-in in your hood uh, since you've relocated Turbo? Is that what's missing from your neighborhood? I'm sure there's a field that could be relatively purchased cheaply. I mean, yeah, you could probably do it like out here pretty quickly. But like, I mean, really, what do you need? You need a giant uh, screen, and mm -hmm. then you just need a really decent projector and a, a way to broadcast the sound. So, I mean, in theory, it's not really a lot of money, really, when you think about it, to set it up. But then, of course... You know your permits and whatnot. That's 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 where it gets it gets a little hinky, right? Buying the so rights to the movie. Like well, it's yeah. You gotta you gotta pay for the rights if you're going to show it for a certain amount of time. So you have to pay a certain license fee to run right. it for two weeks. It's I don't know. I just don't think it's like. I mean, it's feasible if you if you already have it built and and the infrastructure's yeah. there. But to open a brand new one, probably not. Would make sense considering there's already one on the island there'd be no point in having another one just just uh pornography that's it <laughs> <laughs> just, just giant giant screen of pornography like old school yeah, pornography, blasting though. bluetooth throughout the neighborhood yeah 
Like the old um, erotica that used to play on like pay TV, like yeah, right. like a Cosmotron. Get a max. Um, Swamp Ninja. Back in the day, we used to go to a place called Trash Palace, and they, they revived. Would... They are back in the business. Oh, good. Um, yeah. But what's fun about Trash Palace is that they take like old sort of uh, genre movies, um, old horror movies, old um, kung, fu kung fu movies, ex- exploitation movies and all that. And then they have screenings uh, for a summer. It was fun. Um, they did it on the roof of the building that they um, that they operate out of, which was and they had like hot dogs and beer. And, and yeah, it was fun. Um, you could always beers under the table, a buck of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, PBR, you know the the drink hey. of kings and um, <laughs> nectar of the gods. Nectar of the gods there. Um, but uh, yeah, wife. why don't you could always do something fun like that where you not you don't bring in necessarily like the big the biggest hot event. Hollywood movies, but like bring in like a an old classic that people might want to see drive-in style, especially like drive-ins were sort of at their peak in like what the sixties seventies. If yeah, you find yeah. like something from that era, like oh, like the first I don't know, the first Friday the Thirteenth movie or the first Halloween or something, and have a drive-in for that, that might be fun. That would be mm. kind of neat. Potential. I like when a lot of a lot of folks will do uh, a screening of an outdoor screening of Jaws, but you do it on the water. So you bring your inner tubes and stuff like that, or you just swim, and the uh, projector, the screen is a floating a floating screen so you just have watch people watch like a movie that's i don't know 40 years old and just slowly get weirded out because they're just hanging out in the middle of a lake watching jaws even though lake sharks are pretty minimal as far as from what i understand being a marine biologist yeah we're gonna need a bigger pose <laughs> yeah all right so I'll, I'll 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 workshop the driving idea we'll see we will see but yeah how's everybody doing anybody watching anything fun this week we're catching up after a little bit Anything geeky or anything uh, actually actually good? Turbo, what's in the household? You got some more Spider-Man in the mix. I did. I started watching some more Japanese Spider-Man just because it's it's a fun watch when you're, you know, sitting up late at night and decide to have a little uh, elevation before going to bed. And, uh, yeah, you can bang out a couple episodes real quick. So, you know, they're only 20, 25 30, minutes. 20, 25 minutes. So, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes uh, to watch two episodes isn't too bad. So I've been dabbling in that. I still laugh at that. There's still like uh, different uh, different animals that they're making cyborgs out of. Like it's everything from an armadillo to uh, a platypus to like it. They oh get weird. So yep. it's uh, it, it's interesting, and you know, it's it's a lot of fun to watch because there's a lot of chanting and spooky girls. So it's kind of funny to watch that as well. You so yeah, get that quota. Got to get that quota for sure. Yeah, got to get it in. Um, but yeah, like, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Got to get that into you. Nice. What's going on with the uh, the algorithm? You guys stoked that Mando's back? Or you guys been watching anything good? Um. Yeah, we just. Uh, well, I've been on a kind of an older sci-fi movie kick as of nice. late. I watched uh, the '70s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers a few days ago. Some Goldblum. Um, what's that? Some Goldblum. Some, yeah, Jeff, some Goldblum some, action. Some Mr. Spock. Um, yeah. So we were, uh, and Mr. Kiefer Sutherland's daddy. Um, so we, I watched that, and uh, the classic scene came up that always makes me 
remember when I first got into horror movies with the the pod person bleeding from the nose in the uh, in the spa. So Not cool. That is that is the scene right there. I always get goosebumps with it. Still, just unlocks no, that sure. memory. Um, and how do you feel about just, the dog with the human face? <laughs> that's weird and random. Kill it with a hammer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I still don't quite understand why that's there. I don't know. No, if for it sure, was... it was someone who got who got potified, but I guess their dog fell asleep as well. <laughs> I must have fell asleep on their lap. I don't know. There's no backstory with it. It's just kind of there. It's kind of like um, I've never read the book, so maybe it's explained in the book. But it's kind of like uh, The Shining when you're. The last part of the movie, the creepiest part for me is is when you know she's going through the overlook, trying to run away from Jack, and she sees the guy in the dog, in the dog suit servicing, uh, one of the one of the guests, one of the patrons. Yeah, so it's it's always like if you didn't read the book, you wouldn't understand that, and it's just kind of there. Um, and just before the podcast, I actually just finished Soylent Green. So, nice. Yeah. Have you read the book? No. I have not either, but it is on my list. Um, now that you mention it, I think I should put Invasion of the Bystanders on my list as well. I watched the original 50, 50s one when I was a kid, and uh, yeah. I thought that one was, was spooky. But uh, oh, i gotta, I got to read more. The, uh, 70s, nice. the 70s version is definitely my favorite. Like, it's just no, it's got that sure. gritty feel to it. It's it's Mr. Spock. It's Jeff Goldblum. You know, what do you want? It's it's awesome. No, for sure. Uh, definitely underrated actors. I mean, obviously, you know, Jeff Goldblum would go on and do tons of stuff. But Leonard Nimoy kind of was kind of stuck, you know, being uh, a victim of his popularity from having a, a syndicated side show. So, shout out to In Search Of. Of that damn fast much. <laughs> yes, I remember that show. I used to watch nice. it. Nice. You had some Chuck Hedden. Um, yeah, any other 70s stuff in the mix? Or, yeah, tell us more about uh, the uh, the Soylent Green. Well, I, I, uh, I knew the twist, obviously. Everybody knows the yeah. twist, but it's, it's kind of too bad. Um, if I hadn't have known it's the tough. twist, it would have been even more awesome but uh man there's a lot of i mean you know me i'm a crazy conspiracy theorist so i saw a lot more in that movie than a lot of people probably would even think of i guess sure i don't know <laughs> i saw some parallels it's, it's interesting that it actually takes place in 2022 that's been the fun thing yes um check out the book it is a I, it's been on my list and i'm unfortunately i was spoiled by the book as well without even reading it lots of late night work and then either on imdb or wikipedia but um i think it'd be fun to uh after you saw the film just to see the, like, the little nuances that they did but it's uh, it's yeah it's it's too bad i didn't read the book first like i know with like 1984 for example i've read the book it's one of my favorite books and I've been putting off watching the movie just because I don't know. I don't know if it can live up to the book, but we'll see. I hear you. It's William Hurt. He's uh, he's a banger. He crushes it. So. Apparently, he literally is in the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's quite a quite a few scenes. Hell yeah! That's why. Uh, <laughs> that's why freeze frames all about, folks. Oh Anyways. yeah. Ah uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, I did some 70s dabbling as well, but uh, 
it was a, a bit different. It is the magic magic blade. Yes, the magic blade from 1976. It is a martial arts kung fu movie, but 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. So I definitely, definitely recommend this. Uh, Mortal Enemies, T. Long and Lo Lei put their quest to kill each other aside in order to find the powerful weapon known as the Peacock Dart. So <laughs> awesome. There's something about seven like uh, most movies in certain periods they have a feel to them but there's just something about those 70s movies like i know in the 70s exploitation films were huge and uh you know they were going exploitation some- huge we just finished march and there's lots of every every march recommend for some folks to watch some classic exploitation films but there's it's just what's it's a weird time period um just with special effects on that it just they kind of seemed to hit a new mark in the 70s so they were like featuring them in a lot of different movies and they're just so gritty and violent i don't know there's just something about them the 70s actually was a reaction um to the end of the studio system so like late in the mid 60s to late 70s you started seeing more and more independent movies come out and those independent movies actually did better or were starting to beat like the old studio system movies. And so then uh, more sort of so-called like independent uh, production companies started coming out and becoming like legit Hollywood production companies. And that's why you saw people like Martin Scorsese, for example, um, kind of come out and become a mainstream director. It's because of that sort of um counter-programming to old Hollywood movies, which were like, you know, very sanitized. There's, yeah, yeah, they needed the product. There's the production code. So they couldn't have sex. They couldn't have um, extreme violence. They couldn't have um, these things. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go They weren't necessarily (laughs) grounded in reality. (laughs) They weren't necessarily grounded in reality. So like when a movie like Easy Rider came out, people were like, whoa, this is amazing. And then people were like, people were like, okay, well, let's release more of these sort of grounded in reality movies. And then eventually the studios were like, well, let's let's do that. This is what where we have to compete. But then in the 80s, it swung the other way. And that's when you saw the rise of the blockbuster and you saw movies like Top Gun or, you know, Beverly Hills Cop and. Which um, has its yeah. own, which has its own positives and merits. It, yeah. So, what, like, I didn't know that. So that's interesting. So what it probably did then is when these movies in the '70s came out and they started grabbing everyone's attentions, uh, it made the more polished uh, studios up their game, and then everyone wins. Yeah, and then there was also another flip. If you remember the '90s, like Quentin Tarantino, for example, when he came yep. out with Reservoir Dogs, all of a sudden everybody was like, "Okay, we'll go find every director that's like somewhat like him. Let's go find the Robert Rodriguez's and the, um, you know, the I'm trying to think of other people from the early '90s that kind of came to prominence. Um, David Fincher, all those kind of movies. Then you had that sort of pendulum swing back the other way. Exactly. So, yeah. um, if you look so, back yeah, at it, it's, it's cuckoo bananas. Uh, actors would be like locked in a contract with like a studio, so it's like I can't just go do whatever I want. I've got to do, you know. I mean, they still have contracts now, but it's like, oh no, I'm an MGM guy for you know 40 years, always playing like uh, a cowboy boot number seven, like you know, that town got that correct. And 
Unless you're uh, you, unless you're Ben Affleck or Matt Damon, and you just work for Kevin Smith for minimum wage. <laughs> yes, but even then, farther back too, like the studios owned the theaters themselves, so like they had control of what they showed. As far as so it would be like, oh, this is a, a Warner Brothers theater essentially, so they could dictate like, no, 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 you just play our stuff, you know. And yeah. then movies became a lot more open. Maybe some of the Roger Corman stuff from the '60s and the '70s. But uh, yeah, man, jump in there. What's well, interesting, folks? We saw that documentary actually at Hot Docs about Roger Corman, um, and so many like Ron Howard's first movie was a Roger Corman film. Uh, Martin Scorsese's first film was a Roger Corman film. Like who else was there? Jack there was Nicholson so many... his first starts. Right. Um, so yeah, Roger Corman, like you, James Cameron, people, Piranha Two. Yeah, you're you're right, you're right. Yeah, like <laughs> Not a, good a movie, lot, but... a lot of people who ended up having prominent Hollywood careers ended up were, were got their start with Roger Corman films, and Roger Corman is like mostly known for making like schlocky B movies, but he really had Lost a Woman's huge influence good. on on uh, Hollywood <laughs> that uh, people don't uh, don't seem to appreciate. Nope. Dun, dun, dun. He, must have, he must have rubbed somebody the wrong way to get his name kind of. Well, his his idea was instead of like one thirty, like what instead of doing one thirty million dollar movie, why not just do thirty one million dollar movies? Yeah, like it, I mean, it was a business to him. Like anyone who dabbles in exploitation, you know, as good as it is, you know, or exploitation slash satire, it's for the most part, it's you know, it's a, put butts and seats and and make money, and then you can make move on to the next project. But right. the whole thing. Of and like, he also criticized, like he he especially in the eighties, he was highly critical of movies that would uh cost like you know hunt like i mean at this point i could pay a high school kid you know 90 bucks to jump off that roof yeah yeah but then they would also like some of these movies would be like they'd be investing like the equivalent of like 200 million dollars today and yeah. to him he was just like there's so many people starving in the world like the fact that we're spending that kind of money in on a movie he said he described it as obscene and so i'm sure his attitude about like not necessarily you know um like if he feels like that amount of money to make a movie is obscene i'm sure a lot of hollywood people were all like well fuck you you're not in the <laughs> in the in the money making business like we are so yeah, um, hollywood hollywood types don't really show me as being really caring about anybody else no no and when you really think about like yeah like i'm for me when he made that point about you know spending that much money on a movie um when you know there's so many people struggling in the world it's like where are our priorities as a society if if that's something we look at we're like yeah that's perfectly normal but then kids are going to school starving every day um, we have people having to work multiple jobs in order to pay their rent. Like it's, it's just, there's something about it. Like, yeah, our, our priorities are out of whack. So I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, I was going to, uh, I was going to say this goes back to turbo too. Like he's watching a seventies Japanese TV show. And we kind of had that epiphany, uh, last night as well. We put on some sun Vulcan, which was one of the original, uh, power ranger style shows. And, <laughs> And and also too, like, and go to go to 
Al's, you know, the aesthetics, the, you know, what they were working within their limitations, what they were doing just in 70s and 80s, you know, films as well. Do you think maybe we're just kind of burnt out on, on CGI and special effects? And I am. This, this, you know, we, we go back and watch like, oh, that's an actual car chase. I and, was never uh, a fan of overdone CGI. Like there's only a handful of movies that where the CGI I feel really works and I don't think there's any other way you could do it. Like Terminator 2 comes to mind immediately. That sure. movie just the CGI in that it just blew me away at the time. And it's still it like time. It's still not too bad to watch today, but it, it does not works. hold up. It doesn't hold up. In my opinion, it's not too bad. It, it works. Not in but... HD. If you have a CRT and you watch it, it looks great. But yeah, when you yeah. watch it in HD, you're like, it's not as ground. It's not as uh, <laughs> smooth as you remember it. We have um, VHS copies of both and a CRT TV in the guest room. So nice. escape. But I mean, this the greatest example of like looking at CGI and, and versus practical effects or effects that were available in the late seventies and through the eighties uh, is the star Wars movies. I mean, yeah. they've ruined them. Like they ruined I agree. the original star Wars movies with all this CGI shit that they put in. Especially Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I say Return of the Jedi is the one that's been the most negatively affected by it. Um, I hate that they added all that extra shit in there that completely well, you don't like the dance scene in Jabba's palace. You don't. Well, I mean that's like hot. That. I mean we all like contemporary jizz, or do you like uh, acid jizz? Acid jizz is the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Acid jizz, jizz all day. <laughs> Please stop saying that. <laughs> Modern jizz? No. Okay. Contemporary jizz? Yeah. They need to make a reimagining of, of the Ewoks and do the John Wicket. That has Absolutely. to happen. Absolutely, yeah. I would also like to see more about the uh, Rancor handler. I want to know that story. <laughs> yeah, you want a documentary. You want a docu-series like on All that. those movies of like a, a boy and his dog or like a dog's life or why dogs yeah. matter. And except it's a giant... Memories monster. of the Rancor uh, yeah. handler. Actually, yeah. there I'm pretty sure there's fan fiction of tales nice. of the Rancor wrangler. I hope it's um, horny. It's, it's story it's super horny. Bastard. Super yeah. horny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, he's been down that pit. <laughs> that that, that, that deep old pit. That dude is uh, soft as baby shit, though. Yeah, cried like a little wuss. Well, we've all lost pets. Uh, 70s aesthetic. We, we were watching, yeah, the, the Sentai, and I, I feel it's a lot more charming watching some some miniatures, some models, some guys on wires flying around. So I don't think we're going to dabble too much into the, the modern stuff for like the 90s or the 80s. Maybe 70s, 80s, and then they're like, that's fine. There was a great scene of a man who uh, had his Zippo lighter switched out with like a like a bomb or something. <laughs> like a miniature flamethrower. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he gets on a plane and then he goes to light a cigarette on the plane and then his Zippo just like flame throws up and then everybody's like, oh no! And then cut to like a plane and then cut a to a, com a... No, it was an actual plane and then yeah, oh, cut God. to... A model plane and then it has a different background and then there's like this explosion over it and it's like this extremely huge explosion 
Um, it was just like the editing is so like crude and 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 bad and but like yeah, completely charming at the same time. Like, yeah, I, you got you got, you got to jump on that that Sentai stuff. So the theme was the alien invaders who are hiding out in the Arctic. They've uh, been crashing satellites. So what they did was they crashed a satellite in what they called Country A, uh, and then. Uh, crashed a different satellite in country B so that the two countries would blame each other and then go to war. Oh, uh, but they're very adamant of like, oh, this, then they show a model city and a satellite crashing in and they're like, yeah, casualties, 200 people. So this is a child's show. So they, they're putting, the body count is pretty high and they don't say like, no, they're fine. Like, no, 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 no. That satellite crashed into like an apartment building. Those people are gone. So this, the juggling of goofy guy eating you know eating ice cream and then getting head rush meanwhile essentially terrorism all in the same show all in the same 24 minutes so well was funny is they called country a and country b uh particularly belligerent <laughs> yes <laughs> and so that's why it would uh, a world war would be inevitable if they yeah but big brain move on the aliens so good for them check out some sun vulcan Nice. Any 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 uh, '70s stuff we can uh, recommend for? Now, are you? Did you uh, sort of green up with the fam, or just like when you're in your 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 late night your night boy late night mode? No, it was li- I literally just finished it before the podcast. Nice. Like, like Good. right now. Yeah. Any any just... '70s picks for 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 the algorithm? Anyone got any recommendations? '70s picks. Maybe. Uh... 76 so, yeah uh, he may have already seen most he know he knows what's I'm, up i'm on a kick where like i like dystopian stuff right now so it's, have you uh, seen a thx 1138 uh, i did at one point but it's been a while yep, there's a yeah. 70s dystopian one george lucas's first film mm-hmm. i wonder if roger uh, had anything to do with that one maybe he did i wouldn't be surprised i'm gonna um, look it up right now Death Race 2000, about our obsession with violence and entertainment. That's pretty dystopian. Isn't Rollerball kind of about that, too? Yes, I will definitely recommend Rollerball. Also kind of themes of, like, 1984, where everyone just kind of does drugs and uh, it just vibes. Hmm. As I'm typing in Rollerball right now. And, Rollerball and was the sp- shit. I liked Rollerball. Rollerball was it's, it's surprisingly brutal. And it's directed by uh, Norman Jewson. I can always mispronounce his name. Uh, with James Kahn. You can appreciate that. Yeah, nice. Uh, um, actually, yeah. Uh, just to go back to THX 1138, not yeah, produced yeah. by Roger Corman, but produced by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, see, there we go. Done. Is um, Nicolas Cage in it? No. Robert Duvall was in it, though. I'm totally joking. Oh, okay. (laughs) He would be if he could. He'd be too young, though. I think he was too young then, yeah. Death Race is definitely Roger Corman. And uh, Death Race, 1975. And uh, dystopian American society in the year 2000, where a murderous uh, transcontinental road race has become a form of national entertainment. The screenplay is based on a short story called The Racer. Nice. And then Rollerball is also based on a short story, Rollerball Murder. Uh, it's 2018. So this one isn't as futuristic, but there is a uh, universal sport that every country and nation takes. I'm just here reading in. the plot for the yeah. uh, THX 1138. And just, just the first the first few lines remind me of Demolition Man. 
Nice. The dystopian future. Well, it's not dystopian. Anymore. It's 1971, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no. But I'm it's sorry. like it's future. You know, it's like sexual intercourse and reproduction are prohibited, whereas the use of a mind altering drugs is mandatory to enforce compliance. So that yeah. reminds me of a game that just came out too called uh, We Happy Few, where they have to take this pill called Joy. So it basically has this illusion of everything is great and everything looks all happy and gay and fun, whereas opposed to it's actually, you know, you think you're all opening a pinata, but it really is a dead rat. But you think it's candy you're eating, but you're eating the guts of a dead rat. Like craziness. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of like. I mean, the the old also uh, Brave New World. It's very uh, that's what happens in Brave New World. They outlaw giving everybody's decanted. Nobody's born the normal way, and it's like considered obscene to refer to people as like mothers and fathers. And huh. uh, yeah, you get soma. You uh, get. Uh, soma um so like when you know you feel down you just pop a soma you know you can't be unhappy everybody has to be happy all the time and productive there's and productive, so many yeah. parallels with well you know me i'm crazy but uh <laughs> those old no, you, no, brave new world brave new world like i read reread it recently and i was just like oh wow like everybody says 1980 we're, we live in 1984 and it's not to say that there isn't you know certain aspects of 1984 that are, are are accurate but i felt like brave new world was a bit more accurate because 1984 is like a totalitarian like global um sort of a nobody's nobody's modified into thinking a certain way you're like expected to rat out people that don't comply whereas in brave new world it's like no you're conditioned at a young age to you're engineered in a way want. you're engineered I mean, no, in. They're conditioned in 1984. I mean, there's constant propaganda, you know, like the, the two minutes War. of hate and... Oh, yeah, of um, course. The erasing just... of history. But you're not bred to be, like, a worker as opposed to being bred to be, you know, in, in Brave New World. You're really... I guess maybe that goes back to Gattaca as well. If you want to no, Brave New World is like Gattaca in the res in respect to, like, oh, okay, we're going to look at your genetics and this is what you're qualified to do. And Brave New World, that's their their genet they're 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 created specifically. Like, oh, okay, we need people who do very um uh so-called low effort, um low effort low skilled jobs, so-called low skilled jobs. Like they don't need too much intelligence. So all we need to do is kind of give them a body and mm -hmm. say, Okay, you you press the button, you press that button, and then go spend your money on the weekend to go, you know, watch a sport or something um it's it's they're 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 literally created with limited <laughs> but the they, penguins are good though that's the thing they're one of the greatest teams in history <laughs> don't patronize me I, they're having their their yeah they're though yeah they do good it's tough <laughs> anyway you, you i don't want to you grew up you grew up with them at their best the apex to be fair We're when uh, lemieux really was there off. yeah he was there for a blessed time that's right. Yes. Um, Whereas I got into hockey from playing, trying to play video games against these guys. Like, I have <laughs> yeah, no idea did. who these teams are. I'll just go with uh, Chicago. First it was Boston. Chicago. And then I was like, uh, maybe Chicago. So I'm still with Chicago. So it's fine. Still not very good. Logan's Run. What was that one again? 
that's one where you when you age out when you turn 30 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the society it is also dystopian it's at least a bit farther 2027 but when you hit 30 uh you have to go uh they they say like oh you'll be renewed and you'll you know go on with a new life kind of like soil and green or i don't know soil and green is just straight up they take you out but uh the lie is i i'm not gonna spoil it too much but the, I mean, the, the the thing is, like, 30, okay, once you hit 30, you're done. You're donezo. So. Jeez. Yeah, so it's good. So, yeah. 1976, so it's up your yeah, alley there. That right? one counts. 30, uh, that hits hard. Yeah. 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 Like, how many of us yeah. just got it? How many of us, 30. how many people we know who just got their lives together, like, at 31? <laughs> <laughs> My life still isn't together, and I'm 45. That's it. It's a work in progress. The disaster is. piece. Is like, I call myself the disaster piece. Um, Turbo, how about Escape from New York? A prison island. Manhattan turned into a prison. It's got a funky John Carpenter soundtrack. Yeah, I, I was. I remember watching that movie a few months ago. I think it was on yeah. Tubi. Nice. I think I watched it. Because that has Snake in it, right? Kurt Douglas? Yeah, Snake yeah, Plissken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I watched that a couple months ago. So yeah, I can get like that. That's kind of interesting because it's what, what is it? New York is just the uh, prison, the prison itself. The country's prison planet. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Oh, prison city. Prison planet. It's, it's but, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's it. Just dingo meat all day. Uh, no. Um, yeah. Escape from New York. Recommend that one. Um, there's no Running Man. Of, Running Man for sure. They should remake that one. That one's very, especially we're talking about slap fight at the, the yeah. start of the podcast. Like that feels very Running Man to me. No, for sure. Um, a, no Blade of Grass is uh, from the seventies, and it's uh, adapt adaptation from John Christopher's Death Grass. Uh, so basically, Survivors Will Plague has hit London in the not too distant future, and London is overwhelmed by food riots caused by global famine. A man tries to lead his family to safety, remote valley of Westmoreland. So this one's from the UK, but you get a little vibe. I'm still going to say Rollerball because, and uh, Buckshot's going to say Zardoz. Hell yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> go for it. Um, it's, 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 it's painful to watch. It's Sean Connery. Well, that'd be right. I, oh. <laughs> I'm going to slap a woman. Uh, slap do you want to tell them the story about Zardoz? About this, what happened what to transpired? Us? Yeah, yes. well, um, I listened to How Did This Get Made, a great podcast about it, and uh, they just made it seem so bad you had to see it. So I asked Swamp Ninja, since he has this ridiculous library of, of old films, like, hey, do you have Zardoz? Do you want to watch it? And then Swamp Ninja was like, really? You want to go there? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I tried, so then we, I tried we guys, start, I tried. We started watching Zardoz, and it's so boring. It's so not as interesting as uh, the podcast made it seem to be. And um, she was I, not entertained. I was falling asleep on the couch, and then a Swamp Ninja kept kicking me and saying, "Wake up! You, this is what you." <laughs> Until eventually, I was like, "I don't want it anymore." And then we stopped watching it. <laughs> Watch something else, please. No. It's what, okay. I get it's an it, I get AEW it. interview of some sort to to, to yes. perk you up. Oh, that that was long before uh, AEW. We, AEW was still a, a twinkle in Nikon's uh, eye when uh, when this he was happened. writing uh, fan booking on a loose leaf paper. We probably watched the prophecy, which is about a, a, a mutated bear killing campers. So. Speak of bear. bear. 
Yeah. Has yeah. anyone watched that yet? Cocaine no, bear. Yeah, I'd be up for Ray Liotta. Yeah, we saw the news article about Cocaine Cat, and we feel bad for that little guy. <laughs> Poor Cocaine Cat. Yeah. Probably all three days feeling amazing. <laughs> Instead of thinking, being a regular cat thinking, I'm a god, he was thinking, I'm the god. <laughs> I rule this house. Just yes. killing so many birds. Yeah. Oh, so Terrible. many. Terrible. Not cocaine eating Bear any looks of interesting. Them. I think I mean I think I may dabble in that. Maybe oh, for sure. Watch. For sure. I watched the trailer and I'm like, I'm in. This this seems yep. interesting. <laughs> this, is <dumb. laughs> this is dumb, stupid this stuff. Dumb fun. Nice. I like dumb fun. Nice. Um, obviously, we have excellent recommendations for you, including Zardoz. But um, yeah, any other ones you were you're curious about? Or you haven't subjected your family to any 70s vibes. What's Probably next on the docket for the TV party? I think next for me is the Omega Man. Nice. Good, good. Yeah. Cool. Although that that'll left. feed into my fears of the vaccine. <laughs> Omega Man's Charlton or Heston too, people. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He had a run of... Yeah. Planet of the Apes, Soylent Green... Yeah. And I think a few there, there's a theme well. with there's a theme with Charleston Heston. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, big big gun guy. Uh, no, for sure. And it's also it's all it's it's pretty groovy. And yeah, based obviously on The Last Man on Earth. So did you guys watch the Vincent Price Price one with uh, Little Man? No. No. Okay. It's it's not hyper violent, so it's pretty cool, like as far as for the same type of theme of is he theoretically the last man? Fighting a world of vampires. So, uh, oh, geez, I just realized Zardoz mm -hmm. is the uh, is the movie where he's in that insane bikini. Yeah, the mankini. Yeah. Yep. You chose this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. They're actually doing a sequel to uh, the Will Smith movie with a different. Ending. Oh, I am Legend. So, yes, they're doing I am Legend Dose. So. We will see. Or they're remaking it yet again. I can't keep up. But uh, It's like comic books, man. You can't keep up with them. You cannot keep up. No, no. Uh, we actually have a, a listener question regarding comic books, and we'll probably field that to you, Turbo. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, have you, have you been reading anything fun? I'm still, like, I just uh, finished reading... Volume five of the uh, IDW Publishing Transformers run, and nice. like, how many I, volumes are there again? There's eight, so Oof. I got another three to go. Um, but this this uh, this particular uh, volume I'm reading had the All Hail Megatron story, and probably one of the best things I've read in a really long time, Transformers wise, like story. Um, basically, just it shows, you know, the Decepticons taking over a city here on the earth and they're just nuking and destroying everything. Like you see, you see the right, like you see a few, uh, Astro trains going through a train tunnel. He opens up and he, he transforms and just wipes all the humans out on the, the, the platform, like just lots of death and destruction. You're just kind of like, Oh, this is, this isn't the transformers I'm used to watching. This is, uh, not for children. Yeah, definitely not. Um, you know, you see him. You're you robot see overlords. Kids. Yeah, they're robot overlords just killing everything, like wiping out humans, women, children, everything. And like they, they go through the uh, 
the military defense like it was nothing. And, you know, and then, you know, Megatron's like, okay, we have, we've conquered their biggest city. Now we're, we're going global. We're going to take it all over. And then, you know, the humans have an uprising and then the Autobots find out that Decepticons are Earth. Like it's a completely different universe, different story. Um, basically yeah, the two factions, Earth. no, they don't both don't crash into Earth. Uh, the Decepticons get there first. The Autobots get there after the fact because the Autobots were looking for another world to to find Energon to basically try to win the war. And then the cyber Cybertron basically is desolate and it's not even worth them staying on because it's a dead planet. So that's why the Decepticons and Autobots leave Cybertron. And then they start, you find out that certain factions went to different uh, universes and one created a utopia. Uh, Galvatron is a completely separate entity from, from Megatron. That's not Megatron repurposed. It's, it's crazy. And there's like this, uh, there's the dark, uh, the dark matter or dark, uh, matrix of leadership that, you know, was, uh, brought into fruition by, uh, I think it was nemesis prime. And it just, it, it like, there's a lot of stuff I have to go look up because, you know, tied in with the other comics that were floating around is, too. This is older too. Like this is from a few years ago. It's like from 2001, I think, okay. 2000, around there. So it's like a 10-year span of comics I'm trying to catch up with. And, and you were saying you've had some, some – uh, it's been a rocky road at some points because – Well, yeah, know, because I'm like – I'm, I'm reading – yeah, I'm reading something. I don't I don't have a, a reference point, so I have to go find – I got to go into the Wikipedia and I got to read this about this character, what happened, why is he there. So like I have to go read their backstory on Wikipedia, so that's even just – taking me longer to, to get through it but yeah it was a wicked story like megatron comes off as a badass you you get introduced to like uh Soundwave and his uh his minions the frenzy and like frenzy is a fucking badass in this in this uh comic book um he basically has this core that emits this uh signal and it just makes people go crazy and want to fight and kill each other and it's he's definitely. even affected by it so he like he just like <laughs> loses his mind and just like when same, it's pretty interesting that has way. It's been yeah. tough, you know, being a lifelong fan and you, you're seeing things reimagined. There's no like knee jerk nerd rage of like, no, Blitz, Blitzwing wouldn't do that. He wouldn't say he likes tuna fish, not, you know, salmon. No, it's not because <laughs> I don't, I don't go into like, I don't feel like I'm not a gatekeeper when it comes to, to Transformers. Like, I don't think that I, what I remember is the be all end all. Like I like different interpretations as we know, because I like evil shit. So if they have an <laughs> evil version of a figure, I'll buy it. Um, so yeah. So what, what I find right now is because I'm reading this comic book, I'm looking up these characters. I had no idea. And then I find out they have a figure and you're kind of like, Oh, do I do it? Do I dabble? Yeah. There's a lot of temptation happening right now for you. Yeah. Uh, hear me out buckshot so what they, they're doing now is the transformers were robots obviously before they came to earth which i find weird that they would still transform like they would have jobs and you guys have to help me out here so we'd be like i'm a robot and i work in a factory that makes other robots and yet yep. i still turn into a space car to drive around like why wouldn't i just why wouldn't everything be automated like the city is a robot itself. Again, a lot of plot holes. I understand <laughs> that. Like it's a comic book. It's sci-fi. So you gotta you gotta suspend that uh, suspension of disbelief, right? There's an adorable um, little space car jazz that's coming out. There's a ton of not just uh, there's 
there's a ton of like origin stories. They've they've kind of redone them. I personally just just to jump in for a second. Yeah. Turbo, and you've probably read this yourself. Um, it's the only comic books that I'd kind of like to get into. Just haven't gotten around to it. So basically, the story goes is that the Autobots and Decepticons were originally created. Uh, the Decepticons were the kind of the military uh, faction, and the Autobots were the like the um, the mundane tasks, like the automation working and things like that. The blue collar Autobots. And exactly, <clears throat> and part of the story goes is like the the rise of Megatron. So, in the beginning, Megatron was a gladiatorial fighter. He was just for entertainment, um, but then he he kind of turned on his his oppressors and his masters and he started an uprising. So in the very beginning, he was kind of good because he, you know, he turned the slave class transformers into, uh, you know, fighting against their oppressive masters. But along the way he became corrupted. And then uh, like Optimus sort of came along um, to fight that corruption. And that's kind of, that's one of the, the origin stories. It's kind of one of my more favorite ones. Nice. There's probably yeah, a lot. Uh, there's a lot of detail there that I'm missing. But sure. That's kind of the general. Like Megatron was kind of the the hero in the beginning. What a nice hardcover collection would be nice on the shelf, if I may say. Did it you, would be kind of nice. Any, yeah. Do you have any familiarity with that storyline, Turbo? Yeah, it's it's essentially an offshoot of the Shattered Glass series. Um, so essentially, like. Uh, like you said, it's the rise of Megatron. Essentially, he was a gladiatorial robot. The Autobots actually were his oppressors. Um, oh, the Autobots, the Autobots weren't the Autobots weren't blue collar. The Autobots were the um, so on so political faction of the robotics. So they basically were the ones that were you know putting people in their classes and whatnot. So interesting. It's uh, like Shattered Glass is a really great series. Uh, your your version, the rise of Megatron, was just a one off, an offshoot. I think it was like a four part series. Um, if I remember, I'm probably wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was like a like it was like just a a, a series of like kind of like a Marvel's What If series. It was uh, a different uh, undertaking of the the uh, myth of how the the Autobots and Decepticon War began. Um, a fun inter interpretation exactly and like there's so many like there's so many uh comic book companies that had transformers at one point in time like there was idw then there was star comics then marvel had them and okay. then i think then yeah and then uh valiant i think had it at one time so that got really weird the uh yeah the uk had it as well um the uk series is probably my favorite because it's just so batshit crazy because Megatron gets overthrown and it's Ratbat who's leading the Decepticons. <laughs> yeah, it's that one too. Like it's it's insane to think that you know a, a, like a, a a very small microcon slash cassette got got morphed into he's the big bad of the Decepticons now. And I'm talking bad like he was like like he was a, a like a tyrant as a, as a leader. Like he would he would he overthrew Shockwave. He tortured. Uh, tortured other Decepticons, uh, made them turn on each other. Like it, the, the Decepticons was a, a, a really interesting story in the, uh, the UK version of the Transformers. So yeah, it's, it was, a, it's a lot of fun to read that type of stuff. 
No, for sure. You're seeing something you grew up with through a different set of eyes, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the writers now, like they probably grew up with the toy. So they're like, how come this doesn't make any sense? And then just, just going for it. So we've got I, a long always, way to go still. I always laugh at people that do get upset. Um, like I consider myself a purist with certain things like Star Wars and that, but I don't get upset that this stuff exists. I just ignore it. Like if you don't like yeah. it, just don't watch or read it. If but it's available there if you're like how could you complain about more content? Yeah. It's not exactly the way like... I want it though. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't like... like when they don't have Sherlock Holmes not doing opium. He did. He was an opium <laughs> head. That's how you he just... cracked the case. Yeah. And just simply ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's plenty out there. There's plenty of stuff out there. But it's not good, gonna, yeah. They're not going to like retroactively change your memories of what things were. <laughs> no. no, it is fun to go back and be like, oh, man, my uh, perception and memories of this toy was completely wrong. This is a GoBot, not a Transformer. But uh, you've been good. You just, you, you, you just grow up and then you, you realize like, oh, I was at a different point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like I not quite the same thing um but like i read the bell jar when i was 20 and like that book spoke to me i loved it so much it was like my favorite book and then i reread it like a year ago and i was like oh this character is insufferable i hate this book (laughs) and i got rid of it and now i don't need to read that book ever again bless their hearts when i see a 20 year old who discovers it and they love it i'm like good for you it's gonna it speaks to you now but the book does not age with the reader in my opinion um Anyway, I digress. Being a, oh, a actually cringe, have a question. A cringe uh-huh. teenager reading Sin City and then reading Sin City now, like, oh, this is cringe. I was cringe. But it's yeah. all it's a process. Um, I have a Turbo. question <laughs> <laughs> back to um, the, the transforming. Um, so watching Sun Vulcan last night, for example, like they have a, a robot that transforms and then uh, change the apodon in, um, mm-hmm. in Japanese Spider-Man. So what came first, Transformers or those things? Are Transformers, question, are Transformers Japanese? They are. They're, they came from a company called Takara. And they were part of a series of just robots that changed into things. So I think like it was the first, yeah, the, I think it was first, it was like they, they had very tiny versions of, of them. And then they grew, they, then they went on to larger ones. I mean, it even led to this, the, uh, what was it, the uh, Shogun Warriors line. I think they're kind of in the vein of Transformers. So, like, yeah, like, it's just basically all about giant robots. And that's that's what Takara was. And what happened was, is, uh, you know, Hasbro needed a new line of toy to combat with Kenner and Star Wars. And that's what they came up with. They came up with uh, the Transformers. They saw these... uh, this toy company in Japan making these robots. And they're like, cool. Now we just got to come up with a story and make it a cartoon and make some money. Cause that's what, you know, He-Man did. And so we're going to, we're going to go the He-Man route and do that. Okay. So basically it's just like, they took the, 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 the Japan's love of like mecha monsters, I guess, who, uh, who transform. And they were like, okay, um, we need to sell toys in, in, North America, so we'll just take this and yeah, make it they, have, they, would have, they have the mold, so it's like instead of like spending thousands of dollars to make steel cut molds to make new toys, just make them green, make okay. them, uh, make them a lawyer, make them a dentist. Yeah, yeah like just basically, they just basically took those molds and were like repurposed them and then came up with a backstory a story. and and then created and yeah, the says, Transformers, yeah. 
that's why Al says, yeah, usually there's like a bulldozer, a car, and then Al famously has a, a UFO. <laughs> so it's just a grab bag of, <laughs> so of they, weirdos. They, like, that means that Teleton, Teletron 1 must have found an actual UFO spaceship <laughs> yes, and real. scanned it. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be a shock to them. They're aliens too, so. That's true. But it was actually, the freaking out. The funny story about Cosmo character is the fact that he was never on Earth. He came to Earth as as the as that uh, form, and he's oh, like, "Why okay. are you guys cars? I have no idea. It's like, "Why are you guys all cars? Like, I'm a this is bullshit. I can. Why don't we just? Why don't, why don't we all just fly, guys? Yeah. Why are you walking around like a prick? And it was it was just kind of funny that way because you know it's all uh, the, like the whole transformer ethos uh, uh, is they're they're autonomous robots that can adapt to any surroundings. So like they scan things, and like the funny thing was is like in the, the newer movies, the Bayverse movies, you know, like Bumblebee was the old Volkswagen guy. bug, and then he's like, oh, why do you t- why do you still look like this shitty car? And then he scans the you know the really high end Camaro, and now that's Bumblebee. It's like. So if you can do that, why are you guys all picking just, why are you guys all staying cars and whatnot? Why don't you turn into a, oh, I'm going to be a tank now because I'm we're right. fighting. I'm going to scan that tank. And so like, that's what, or scan that's what a I rocket about. or scan like, yeah, yeah exactly. You, why would you just be why a Camaro? Are a bat? <laughs> yeah, why are you a bat? Why are you a guy with, uh, you know, uh, arms that can make earthquakes? Like, how does that yeah, happen? Exactly. Like, I'll be specific. Yeah, it's just very, you know, so like, I get it. Again, you got to you suspend the uh, disbelief for sure when you're watching this stuff. But man, like, it uh, it just reminds me of being a kid and sitting around with my my friends and talking about Transformers. And did you watch last week's episode? I didn't think Optimus was going to survive when he fell down the mountain after the explosion. Yeah, yes. we didn't give a shit about the technicalities of stuff like that. It was or like logic in general. I got to go out and buy this toy and sit here and watch the show with the toy in my hands yep i need to get jeeper creeper who is a gobot jeeper creeper <laughs> yep i don't know if Who's it means a he's a pervert yeah i don't there's know there's a whole uh there's a whole um fr- movie franchise after that character isn't there yep um he's also just a standard military jeep but it's jeeper One of my favorite figures, actually. Jeeper Creeper is a sneak and a bully who delights in causing as much pain as he can, even to his allies. <laughs> if he wow. can get a good laugh out of it. What? Yeah, Renegades oh. and Guardians alike Dude's avoid him core. because they all agree he gives them the creeps. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's like that co-worker who's like, hey, do you watch that fight? <laughs> and he was like, oh, Jesus, Jeeper Creeper's at the water cooler again. I can't drop my lunch off in the fridge. I gotta wait. Even- even Psykill uh, ignores them and stays away yeah. from them. Yeah. And nice. So I had no idea. Absurd, absurd. But yeah, it's, it seems like from we've been di- delving into the, the Sentai stuff, it's like they would do a vehicle that kids would buy, but then also a robot. And then for some reason, then and then it and more kids were wanting to buy like the robot instead of the vehicle. So they would want like a. And then, and then here we are from there. Realizing how insane most childhoods are, and if that's yep. most content's actually good for kids. Obviously, you know, being raised by commercials hasn't done us any harm. Anyways, <laughs> well, spe- since we're still talking about stuff we've been reading, and whatnot, I did pick up two new series. Uh, I was at the uh, comic nice. book store the other day, 
um, and picked up a couple series. So I never got into the new 52 with DC, like when they were doing their revamp of the, the universe. So I was uh, at the, uh, the local comic hunter and decided to just go in. I was uh, trying to kill some time and walked in and they have all these uh, series uh, already bagged up. Like they'll collect a series, bag it up and then put a price on it. Yeah, and, you can get uh, exactly what the entire series is, you know. Exactly. And, and, not and you know, like... and reasonably priced. Like, I got two series. It cost me 20 bucks, so it wasn't too bad. So I got Sorry, two the for aftermath 20 or $20 each? No, two for 20 I got the whole That's two awesome. series for 20 bucks. Not too yeah, bad. Especially yeah. if comics are That's like three, four great. bucks at a time then. Yeah, so I got a series of six comics called the, the New 52 Aftermath, The Four Horsemen, where it's the Justice it's League versus the big bad of the... Of the uh, the big event and the four horsemen like death, pestilence, you know, I can't even remember the other. Rick Flair two. and Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, 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 Sid. Yeah, Sid. Yeah. Mongo. And then, so I got the uh, the four horsemen series. That was a six comic series, and then I found a four uh, a four uh, book series called uh, the from the pages of New Fifty Two World War, and it's just basically you know when all the shit is hitting the fan and you get to see some of these beeline characters, uh, you know, try to uh, pick a side and decide if they're going to try to live or, or, you know, take over. And yeah, it's a kind of an interesting series. World I haven't started them yet, but I've been like, uh, once I finish the uh, Transformers series, I'll, I'll jump onto that. And, nice. I was gonna say, uh, like, it, are you going to get, are you getting burned out by you have like decades of transformers to read is it good to no it because up? i only have i only have three books left the first okay. four were tough so three you know or first You're five were there. tough but now i'm, I'm kind of into my groove um it, essentially what i've been doing is like every night i'll uh you know after everyone goes to bed i'll go out on the the the, the sun porch turn the light out and just sit there in the dark and read a comic book ipad kind of you know shuts my brain down a little so i can start to you know maybe feel a little sleepy and then once i read a few comics it's like okay time for bed and that's what i go do now so yeah i've been TV, reading TV I, before bed doesn't help you fall asleep yeah exactly like uh going on and playing like uh, a few rounds in guilty gear strive or mortal kombat 11 <laughs> nope. just gets gets the blood going so then i'm going to be up later so now i've been yeah. trying to you know take it down a notch go into like maybe just read a few books uh comics and then go to bed and then do it all over again the next day but yeah, so that that's what I've been doing mostly. But I uh, mean, reading these comic books makes me go look for figures, man. It's it's scary because like I'm yeah. looking at I'm looking at getting like a bludgeon transformer because he's badass in it because of like <laughs> what the, does he the do? story. What does he turn into bludgeon? Uh, he, like a ball a big, hammer? No, he's a <laughs> he's kind of like one of those monstructors. Okay, and he's kinda, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> Yeah, he's like one of those monster ones that I, oh. were made back in, like, I think it was Series 3, where they're like, you know, like, just, you know, one's a griffin, one's a three-headed dragon, abominous, and mm. shit like that. Those guys. So okay. I was, I've, I've been kind of, you know, looking at those ones. Uh, and then, you know, like oh, you sent me the... Like a uh, samurai with a skull face. That's pretty exactly. dope. Exactly. Of course, it has to be something like that for me to like it, right? So... <laughs> So I, I, I've been looking at that figure. Uh, I've, I've read the story of Drift, which was a Decepticon who uh, turned, basically turned on the Decepticons and became an Autobot. Now he only uses swords. He doesn't use guns because he met the Knights Templar at another planet. It was a fucking crazy story. But I'm, I'm digging his vibe. So I'm like, well, how much is a Drift figure? And I'm like, too much. Yeah. yeah. 
speaking so of vibes, yeah, um, they are doing figures for the the old school PlayStation Three game. Yeah, the Jazz and the the Bumblebee sent me. Yeah, no, that was very nice of you. A, a Megatron and oh, an Optimus, yeah, yeah, yeah. even new oh, stuff. So sweet, sweet, yeah. You enjoyed that game? Yeah, I did. I love that game. War for Cybertron was a fantastic game. I would go back and play that today if I could. Yep, off the marketplace, can't play yep. it. Yep, gotta off find the a physical copy for three hundred dollars. Yeah, for three hundred bucks, <laughs> that's what it's going for. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> battling against other grown men your age over a yeah. game yeah but like i said and then once i'm done reading those comics i plan on throwing them up on the comic book wall because they're really cool covers mix it in there so it'd be kind of nice so yeah so that's that's what i've been up to trying to not spend a shit ton of money on figures i don't really need because you know i'm running out of space he's been, he's been sending us pictures buckshot of like who he didn't have a shelf like who needs to go here who, who yeah what would and then you guys send me stuff play? and i'm like oh you guys are assholes yes uh now yeah so that's what happens uh but right now i think i'm going to be on hold with yeah figure purchases because what I'm, i need to do is i need to expand my my desk area that's the project I go, i'm going to work on i got to get my, my 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 desk completed and then once I get the desk done, then I may delve into, like I said on the last podcast, I'm looking at maybe getting a few helmets, which is just stupid, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, Buckshot has you need to, made a sorry, list. Before you ask that, I just want to say you need to buy more shelves before you buy more figures. Well, that's right? the thing. So like yeah. me, me expanding my desk, I'm putting figures on said desk. I'm going to have the two sides, like kind of like a captain's desk, like my, okay. my middle section is where I'm going to work. The sides are going to be where toys can go, and I'm going to put like hopefully right. shelves underneath it, and then I'm going to try to wire it up with some LEDs and make it look cool because you know when you're stoned up here, it's kind of fun to play with the LED lights. <laughs> but yes, the, the the I do need more shelf space. You are correct, and that's what I'm going to be working on. That's the project, and nice. then. Then it'll be like I said, the stupid fucking helmet idea I came up with because you know I thought it'd be badass, and that's probably what I'm gonna do. No, good. <laughs> good for you. Everyone yeah, details, buying things. Buckshot, you have a list of books that you are yeah. to buy. You try and yeah. avoid that list. Um, Al, is it the same for like a couple of different hockey cards that you keep an eye out for? Like, obviously, you're not gonna just go buy whatever, but um, you know, do you have any type of of rules over? What's your system to try and? avoid too many impulse purchases uh i just don't pay the prices <laughs> <laughs> for sure most things, are, most things are cost prohibitive like right yeah. now yeah. Um, there's no room for casuals i have exactly i have like i think you asked me on one of the previous podcasts like do you kind of speculate with certain cards will you yeah. pick up their rookie cards or whatever hoping that you might hit on them and that they might become superstars and I kind of mentioned that I did it with a few, like, obviously, as you mentioned, the Pittsburgh Penguins are my favorite team. So there's a couple of young players on that team that I really liked. And I did pick up, like, their future watch cards, which are hand-signed by the player. Nice. And on. So it's kind of like, oh, now I don't even really care if I have these cards. I didn't pay a lot it's, for them. No. But and it's a team that, why... you, that you love. So, you know, what? It's, yeah. you know, it's so, fine. That's kind of why I don't really do that now, because it's like I don't even really want them in my collection anymore. And you know, <laughs> they're just, dead to you. Yeah, exactly. So I'll just kind of—they just don't belong now because I have no attachment to them. So nope. I kind of put them traders. 
in my B box and uh, <laughs> with the A box is the one that makes it out of the fire with your family. The A, the a box is the one I grab before I grab my child if the house is sure. on fire. Well, he can um, walk. He's fine. You, you hand him exactly. the box. Yeah, he's old enough now to get out. Yeah. Um, what does he grab? Which transformer or which laptop? What's his, what's his thing? That we can use it grab. That's, that's a really good question. Uh, probably the transformers is that you got him. You got him a nice, a nice gift. Yeah. Probably that's probably what he'd grab. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, like I, I've got a very, and I've preached this, I've tried to impress this upon uh, Turbo many times. <laughs> I've got a very, a very small net. Yeah. So I like, a, like after... the net, you'd have a bag of avocados, like not big, tiny boy. <laughs> that you use after... with your action figures when Webster was in, in the mix. I'm after very specific action figures and cards. And if they're too expensive, I don't buy them. Is there anything you see yourself getting rid of making cuts turbo? Cause you, you were very lucky. There was a few online retailers that had crazy deals and shockingly they were doing so because they were going out of business. But, uh, like looking at your little setup now, your, your office, mm-hmm. you know, would it, would you make some cuts and make up three of some room? Uh, buckshot often, Will some drop off some books of consignment or just drop them off at the little local public library, the little neighborhood? Nook. A little library. Um, in all honesty, in, in all honesty, I don't think I'm going to make making any cuts. Uh, what tends to happen is I just move them out of the more prominent shelving area. It's like, I used to be into this, but I'm not so much. So they go down on the shelves at the bottom. Got a ranking um, system. Which is just, yeah. So it's kind of like a ranking system um, to a point. Um, it's all really about space. Um, you're also getting better uh, at making space, getting more organized. That's your problem. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to organize myself. Is like I'm. I'm a horrible. I'm not an organized person. I like to think I am. I'm not. Um, I have ideas, and then I think about things, and I sometimes overstimulate my brain, and then I think of yeah. an idea, and then I start it, and then I'm like, no, nah, that looks stupid. And then I go back to the old way. My shelf is always in flux because I play. I don't yeah. like I, I don't just put them on my shelf to look at them like I come up here you fiddle with them I'm, yeah I just I fiddle with them it's kind of like uh getting into like a my zen where I'm just trying to relax and, and get into a better mindset of after I'm out here and I'm like oh I'm, I'm gonna play around here maybe move like I'm looking at my top shelf now and that's where all my comics and like the the eternal champions and all of my video games and stuff I was up there and like but now I'm like, maybe I'm going to take those down. They can be on the bottom and I'll put those figures, you know, I'll take some of the more prominent figures like that Optimus Prime. That'll be my centerpiece up at the very top with, our, you know, it's always moving around. It's always playing around. And like, I'm thinking about trying to recreate a certain comic book scene for a couple of figures that I'm really into. So I'm trying to find figures that, that you know, will finish, will complete that, uh, that scene comic book. I'm just waiting for one to show up and then I'll, I'll have it done. And then I'll be able to hopefully. <laughs> and that hole in your soul will be gone, and then you maybe something else. But uh, like I like, it's it's happening, right? Because like, there's new video games coming out, so there there's there's temptation there. Like, you're screwed. There's going to be a new Mortal Kombat, a new mm-hmm. Street Fighter, and mm-hmm. then a new something else as well. What's the third one? That uh, hole is a void, uh, Turbo. That hole is yeah. a void. You can never fill it. So as long as you're you accept that and you're okay with it just keep just keep cramming stuff in there oh yeah that's what i do i mean 
it's like you know it's what it's what i do it's just like oh i need that shot of serotonin right you got to follow it so wherever yeah, you yeah. get it that's where you go get it and you know it's it's like drugs it, it's just, hey. it's it's what it is hell yeah hell yeah this is in transformers temptation oh uh speaking of ten- temptation al they are re- re- redoing a new firefly so you can get a classic firefly in the scale of your storm shadow and it should not be a million dollars when it comes out new. I saw that. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty slick. And uh, to listeners, what who have uh, you know more adult hobbies? That makes it sound weird. Uh, more mature hobbies. That sounds less weird. Uh, who is Firefly? He's a bad guy. He's a saboteur. He's a saboteur. <laughs> exactly. He's a, he's he, he unscrews the the bolts in your chair, your office chair. <laughs> yeah. He's an ex- he's an explosions expert and uh, yeah, firefly. Creep. He's like a arsonist. Yeah, <laughs> he's a real piece of crap. He's a psycho. He, he, he replaces the N and the M on your keyboard, and you don't know if that's too late. <laughs> that's right. He switches them on you. Yeah. So he uh, you know pokes holes in condoms, things like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. Uh, I just always liked the look of him. He was always kind of like the gray. I always used him as a ninja. But um, yeah, you know, this, this, is, is, this is a ninja friendly recording here for sure. But uh, I, uh, I did something really stupid. I was watching a review on the on the new Crimson Bat figure, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and, that's, guy, uh, the, and that's like an evil uh, Tesla robot soldier. Yeah, the the, the original Bat. Like I prone you know, to I, malfunction. I, I, I have that that figure because it was one of my favorites as a kid. And I've, I've told the story on a previous podcast about how I got two of them on my birthday and I kept both of them. And it was just always one of my favorite figures. It was, you know, really cool figure. I'm sure most people would agree. Um, and this guy happened to like, he was reviewing the crimson bat figure and it's like five seconds in. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he, was, he was showing that. And then the son of a bitch did what I'm, like thinking of doing and he took it all three so he took out the the original bats and he took out the uh the viper island when he put all three of them together and i'm like fuck that looks cool (laughs) and he had like all three different attachments on their hands and they had them all posed and i'm like yeah i'm gonna be doing that no for sure we were watching some uh definitely it's been ethan hunt has been doing a bad job as far as for temptation for uh for toys and stuff like that and obviously they're also dropping like thousands of dollars a trip yep not ethan hunt yeah that'd be great ethan hunt trying to stop the cold war and then also buying toys stopping Uh, war by buying toys yes um speaking of the ethan hunt or sorry ethan page uh we watched one last (laughs) night and danhausen was like, I don't remember if I have that one. And I was thinking, I'm like, if you don't remember what you have, I think you have too many toys. Yeah. There's no such thing. No such no. thing. Well, if you're buying nope. the same thing twice. Then you so. just have you an extra remember, in case one breaks. It. Yeah. You just have an extra in case one breaks. That's all. But you, be, but you get like turbo, and not only do you forget which figures you have, you're going through your shit, and you're like, oh, sweet, I have that guy. Awesome. <laughs> For a it's while like he there, got him all over closet. again, and he he gets that that shot of serotonin again. It, it's, yep. it's great. His memory that's reflects I, like a cat. I that's how I knew I had to stop buying clothes. I would do my spring cleaning, and I would find clothes, and I'd be like, I don't even remember buying this. 
And I was like, okay, you have to stop buying clothes because <laughs> <laughs> you don't even clothes. remember when you do buy clothes. It'd be impossible to wear everything all at once. So yeah, you're good. And then I always wear the same thing it's anyway. It. So why, why buy <laughs> more? That's it. No, no, for sure. Because you're That's... going through the store, you see it on the shelf or oh, yeah. up, and you just, you're like, I got to get that. Just for that. That's a good tense... deal. That ten <laughs> seconds of, of euphoria that you feel, and that's that's what happens to us too. Right. Oh, Luckily, sure. the Toys R Us around here shows the same tired shit from <laughs> yeah. two years ago. Oh, I was so at Toys R Us yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah, they have the Crimson uh, Bat there. Just to like, no, they don't because it's not just, until April. Well, they have it on the shelf because I just picked it up and looked at it. Are you sure? I, yep, positive. It says. Oh, so he dropped out of the call. He dropped out of the call. Do they still? Yep. Yeah, I dropped out of the call. Do Just you, hear footsteps running and then a door slam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they still have the Viper Island one there too? They sure do. Oh my God. I'm going to have to go drop a hundred bucks on the two of them, aren't I? Yes. Uh, yeah, they're, well, they're 40 bucks a pop. Yep. <laughs> 44. Because I was looking, I'm like, oh, is that, I'm like, I haven't seen that Viper before. And yet they, it's, it said Crimson Viper. This would Viper. be a great troll. Yeah. Crimson he's Bat lying, or Crimson Viper. He's trying. Oh, maybe it's the Crimson Viper. I might be mistaken, but they still have the. You should go check either way. You should go check. Yeah, just go check, man. <laughs> go for a drive. You, you don't it's always a waste of my time. It's Get out of that. Like well, like at least go uh, buy the friggin' M&M song. Uh, Viper Alley bat, and then you'll have it. You'll have it. You won't be paying like obscene, crazy prices online. I've been waiting for it to sale. It's not going to go on sale because they've it just got like came twenty like six of months them. ago. Yeah, they got but like you're going to wait. They don't have twenty anymore. This is what my childhood was like, guys. Listening to these two. Uh, arguing. You gotta go, sir. I, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> are you? You're TikTok. not. You're not screwing with me. Are you? I'm just fucking with you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Yeah, that's what I get. Do. Those hypes up. Yeah. Um, I was bad, and and some things came in, so I didn't buy them recently. But these are things that did come in from pre-orders. So I, I've been mostly good as well. Buckshot can confirm. Obviously, some super dumb schlocky books to uh to read but that's not that's a buck or two here and there uh speaking of of uh j joseph zorana apply uh, arrived nice nice uh so kind of like like al i'm trying not to give it too much temptation so a uh, very niche mental gymnastics dreadnoughts who are they they're australian slash floridian uh mercenaries so real salt of the earth so they are a team Oh, are you going to try to collect the entire team? I am very lucky. They only do one a year. So uh, Zorana, uh, Buckshot, and people who had, uh, you know, normal childhoods. Uh, She's a master of disguise, just like her older brother, Zartan. Uh, So instead of her brother uses holographics and physical aspects to disguise, she uses makeup and method acting to deceive her targets. So much like, uh, who's my left foot guy? Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, so she's like Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, <laughs> as a method actor, she deliberately assumes herself from the role of her disguise, goes to the length of thinking, feeling, and reacting as the object of her disguise does. So she is a bad girl. So I don't have a lot of bad girls. And you're Do you have Zartan as well, though? Yes, so we're good. I'm, I'm two for two. And Do you have they, uh, No, but he's not a dreadnought. Isn't he a so dreadnought? Okay. Oh, oh, I thought he was. I wish. He is a guy... Much who is in charge of crocodiles. He's a master I of crocodiles. I thought for sure he was a dreadnought. I hope he's not, because then I have to go get it. 
So I hope so. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna check that one right now. Good. Yeah. He's not. I hope so. He's not a great sure was. No. So she's a bad girl. So you got to get. You're going to get torch, and then what's the guy with the 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 diamond uh, chainsaw? What's his name? Yeah, they also have like absurd like Mad Max weapons. So this is very '80s punk rock Mad Max. So as far as remembers, uh, I'm very glad one a year, more than enough uh, on the wallet. Not too bad. Uh, Zartan, uh, and obviously the lady, uh, Zarana. And then there's a guy called Buzzer, Ripper, and Torch. So, yeah, yeah, Ripper, Torch, and then Road Pig. Zanzibar. Road Pig. Was, was Road Pig. Zanzibar, Road pig. Burnout. Is Road Pig a pig? I wish. No, he's, he's just, just this really big dude huge who... Huge buff guy. Yeah. Is he a cop? He's like, he's like if they were the archers, he'd be the moose. Yeah, and then Demolishor. <laughs> what about the dude that was uh what about the I'm cajun not kidding, dude? that's a name. That's a name. There's a Cajun dude with uh with a crocodile, and I think that's who I was mixing up. Because oh. there's Thrasher. Does he guarantee? Yeah, guarantee. <laughs> nice. Like Leatherhead from uh Leatherhead, Turtles. yes. Yeah. That's right. But I can't remember this dude's name. So are you he gonna try to collect him. all the, the vehicles too? Like the air no. skiff and the cold no. slither cycle? <laughs> Just slither cycle sounds. The slither cycle. Uh, that's that's a real name. That's a real name. Nahide was the guy I was thinking of. Oh, I had him. He was cool. So, yeah. But it was not like Rawhide, like he likes it raw, but like G N A U. Yeah. Like he was chewing on shit. Is what he yeah. Did you guys know? Did you guys know that the dread the dreadhead cousins are part of the dreadnoks and these are Billy Bob, Cletus, Joe Bob, Otis, Roscoe, and Vance. So oh, Vance is the leader because he has the least redneck name. Is that how that yeah. works? <laughs> also, That's... he's named after a guy from 98 Degrees? Or is that like, I someone else? I must have those characters. They better have figures for them. Yes. So I, I think I'm, I'm glad they usually only seem to do the vehicles as far as for uh, you go buy them online and there's a timed window to do it. So it's out of my price point and, you know, I hope they don't do them. Basically, it's like, I hope anytime that something gets released, like, oh, I'm glad. That's not something I do. So weird post-apocalyptic 80s punk villains. One a year, not too bad. So I'll be bringing her over, put her in a place of honor on the uh, on the bookshelf. Possibly. She'll be uh, probably going head-to-head with Chris Statlander. There Are you go. going to... Speaking of, uh, since we're talking figures, we're talking AEW, since you mentioned Chris Statlander, are you getting the Abaddon figure? Are you going to do it? Um, depends on how good she looks. I haven't seen it. I, 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 I know there's like a whole wave of people that got announced. I didn't realize yep. she was one of them. That would be pretty cool if she, if they got her, her spooky look well, like if it doesn't look, um, if it doesn't look bad, then yeah, I, I might. I might uh, buy her. I would like to buy Jamie Hader, of course, to have her go up against Chris Statlander. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, hoping. I'm hoping I can find a one in three thousand one with the fur coat. That's what I'm hoping I can find here. Ooh, hopefully. yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, Conversations yeah. adults have. Yep. I, I think I'm. I think I'm going to. I think I may start delving into the AEW side of things. I haven't touched any figures yet. Oh, I but, have. I have too many of them already. Like I'm kind of embarrassed at the amount. Now I want manager Taz. 
You want manager Taz, nice. Yeah. Oh, Danhausen. Danhausen just got announced. Of course, I, yeah, so I have I'm to get Danhausen gonna... because I have I have best friends and Orange Cassidy and Chris Dallander. So yeah, I need so, to add Danhausen in there. So I'm thinking I might grab a Danhausen, and I'm thinking I'm like grabbing the Abaddon. I'm pretty sure there's still a Statlander kicking around at one of our stores here, so I may try to pick up the the Alien Statlander because I don't think the new one's been released yet. With her black look, with the no, I don't think lightning bolt. Her being an edge lord, yeah, the edge lord, uh, Chris Statlander. Or more than a woman, Chris. More Statlander. than a woman, yeah. I'm still in the in Buckshot's defense. Yeah, in Buckshot's defense, I have enabled her with uh, surprising with some, but uh, yeah. that's a slippery slope, Al. It's, it's uh, dare to be stupid. We've got some Lucha Brothers, just like hanging out with some stormtroopers, Star Wars black, you know, fighting. So it's just the uh, it's controlled insanity. So, and the the best friends Orange Cassidy, Chris Thatlander, they're hanging out in a boat with uh, what's his name, the lizard doctor the guy, lizard. the lizard, the lizard. They didn't really the lizard scientist guy, yeah. Yeah. Kurt Connors. Oh, yeah. Doctor Curse. Yeah, yeah. Did you get your Frogmonger yet? Has have they arrived yet? Uh, no, Frogmonger is on back order, and I I, I wait. Uh-oh. I am going to have a problem not putting them all up because I like <laughs> stupid. So the game I, 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 be... I can't I personally can't wait for them to show up because <laughs> I I want to play with them too. Yeah, right. I want to create a faction with those three guys and then the frogmen we have kind of have the frogs uh the frogmonger kind of look at the frogmen and go like hmm something's off here. They don't realize that it's actually like a human in a frog costume trying to infiltrate them. Drama. Like I have so many ideas already for uh, <laughs> Can you even have Dr. Kurt you can even have yeah, Dr. The Kurt lizard. there as the lizard. Exactly. The, green boys. The, green head boys. Of the, the head of the faction. Yeah. And we've got Merman as well. Obviously, we got oh. Dose Merman. We got, yeah, we have a few Mermen. And then we can, I mean, if we're going to do the green team, we can put uh, the Hulks in there too. Like, oh, yeah, nice. we're, we're going to have a green, uh, a green motif. Some color coat their bookshelves. So not by author, <laughs> not by genre, just by color. So right. I guess we're just going to have a green shelf of green boys. So, yeah. There we go. Well, we're going to rearrange everything. Terrible. Yeah, that was fine. I need well, yeah, to, I so mean, like, I, I need to rearrange. I, you, you saw how many books I have that aren't, I need to like find a place limbo. for. So yeah, it's gonna, it, I, I'm going to have to, I'll probably we'll do that tomorrow. Actually funny story. The wife just got a new like bookshelf area. She just bought a bookshelf, uh, I think a couple weeks ago. And now all the books are kind of coming out and sh- they're, they're being displayed now. And it's like, fuck, there's a lot of books there. Like too many books. Too I, many but books. again, no you such thing as too many, many anything. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're like but dragons like, hoarding moth. That's it. We just, you know, we have a Well, what happened was, is she's slowly replacing furniture. So she just bought a new, uh, like, a uh, table where we're hiding all the router and stuff in so the old white table there has now been repurposed to go into the art slash office slash k-pop area and now that's filled with k-pop they, they cleaned out a nook now that's in there they're putting all the k-pop stuff up there so eventually there's going to be a secondary shelf there with more k-pop stuff so they're getting into their collection big time so there we go nice. yeah good for them good good good, good. um i'll recommend a korean action comedy called the foul king and it's actually about a guy pursuing his career as a professional wrestler and he tries to be the the best evil wrestler ever the foul king there we go i'm in yep there we go nonsense yeah not too shabby nice so yeah so we got a a gi joe lady not too bad um impulse purchases 
was yesterday, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mysteria. And that's, again, from our childhood, an arcade beat-em-up from, I think, 1994? Uh... Yep, 94, yeah, you're right around that area, yeah. Nice, so they did a collection of, of both of them. So, I don't know, I mean, Turbo, you've gone back and played a lot of games on MAME, great. And and you've got the classic uh, console, but I don't know if many of them have arcade games, Al, but... You really, it's just, it's startling of how many quarters you would go through. Like, this is a game that, like, melted faces when it came out for, like, a beat-em-up, multiple branching paths for how you wanted to play the game and, you know, items and leveling up and stuff like that and, like, passwords to save your progress. But I'm like, I'm on continue, like, 23. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember spending, like, $20 on this game. was at the arcade, yeah. And then, like, well, I got to leave, you know, in a half hour or less. Like, well, that didn't last that that was I wasn't good with money then. So, <laughs> have you have you dusted off any arcade stuff in a while, either of you guys? Because they were machines designed to steal your money, so it's never been oh, more yes, apparent. Of course, I've no, been. I've been uh, <clears throat> oh, go ahead. I've been delving into like the Neo Geo catalog. So it's were they a, a bit more metals. fair as opposed to Capcom just no, throwing no. Uh, kobolds at me? No, um, basically the same the same stuff. Uh, Metal Slug is notoriously a hard Contra esque style game. Super um, good. I do I do enjoy playing it though on the Xbox because I just hit the select button. I can fill it with quarters. So um, my first run through Metal Slug Double X is what I'm playing. It. Uh, it, it was 47 continues, and that was only to get to the halfway point of the game. 46 yeah. continues. That's so, 46 quarters. Yep. So that's, yeah. you know, that's a chunk of change, but, you know. And then I got tired, and I was like, okay, I, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this in one sitting. It's not happening to this time. Also so. very seizure-inducing. If you are, you know, at risk, they definitely go off the rails there for strobe lights. Yeah, it goes it goes pretty crazy with the particle effects and the flashing on the screen. Probably one of the best looking Neo Geo games that was ever put out. Um, I mean, besides you know Mark of the Wolf and Last Blade Two, those fighting games. But yeah, like I've been delving into that uh, that realm of stuff uh, for a while now. Just trying, just just playing some you know crazy coin coin eaters, right? Like you know, yeah. Playing, like, a lot of the time, the endings are garbage, Alga but you and don't shit know. Like that. No, for sure. Some some seem kind of like balanced, fairly balanced. So like, oh, I could get good at this, and you know, bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. Whereas other ones are like, oh, I'm just going to eat it every two minutes, or not even two minutes. Every so. thirty seconds. Thirty <laughs> seconds. More more money, please. More money. Well, at least uh, with one quarter, you got three lives. But man, like, yeah. you go through them quick in in Metal Slug. It's oh, it's no, a quick sure. game. That's what they call a bullet hell. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, but no, it's been it's been fun. I uh, obviously Buckshot got to make fun of me fighting wizards and casting spells, but um, they've got a lot of challenges in the game. Like they revised it; it's a revision and updated. So little things of like, oh, you know, you get accolades and accomplishments the more you do. So I could see, you know, firing that up with a podcast in the background just to something that we can play at the same time too, right? Exactly, we can couch co-op. And I don't know if you want to be a druid and turn into a bear or maybe a, a goblin. Cleric. Yeah, yeah, goblin mode for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we can coach co-op and put a podcast on, and uh, you know, get those. You have double the amount of gamer points that I do. I checked on on Xbox. Yeah, 
So. Thanks, Vampire Survivor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just crushing it. I need to play more video games. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. But no, it's you always and, play the same ones, though. I know, the ones I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah, you keep going back to <laughs> Apex Legends. Like yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, good. Poor, poor team making, poor team decisions, but uh, playing the ones I'm good at, and I'm, I'm getting those done. But no more, ladies and gentlemen. Apex is. As soon as you get off this backup. podcast, you're going to go play Apex. We know nope. that's going to happen. Nope. Yep. No. I, uh, I yep. bought Dungeons and Dragons for a whopping two ninety nine, and that's two games for three bucks. So that's not too bad. But uh, nope, Apex taking a month. Uh, February. Wait, what month is this? Yeah, this month. It's and March, buddy. It's March. It's <laughs> March. Really, we lose an hour too. So March, no, and uh, no more Apex. Sorry, Apex. It's going to be tough. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah, we will see about that. You've got to fall asleep at some point. And like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Hey, yeah like That's the exactly other night, what I'm saying. He tucked, he tucked me into bed the other night, put on a boring uh, boring lecture about science. And I fell <laughs> like asleep. Boring video to fall asleep to. Hey, yeah, go, that's go, literally what he looked up. Yeah, And uh, and then, yeah, I fell asleep. He, he said he went to bed about half an hour after I fell asleep. But for all I know, he came to bed at like 5 a.m. I wouldn't have you known. Can, you, exactly. can ch- you can check his history on the Xbox. You just find it when he logged out last. Sure, that's it. <laughs> It'll say like three <laughs> hours ago, sure, four hours ago. <laughs> He's still logged in. He's still logged in. How is that possible? Because I'm streaming it on my phone, you rube. <laughs> because you're in the, what is it? Not the sentience. What is it called? Uh, I'm in the uh, the uh, it is the simulation the thing that Elon killed a bunch of uh, oh the yeah the brain eggs whatever to... he did to kill all those goddamn chimps with his uh, yeah. hyperloop or hypermind yeah what was it yeah. what is it you called the singularity you already logged yes. in through the singularity it yeah there is. you go it's pretty sick I'm not gonna lie guys <laughs> I got awesome avatars and it it does a dab so it's pretty so, good. So since we're talking like craziness right now, so uh, has anyone played with the uh, AI GPT chat yet? No, but I'm sure it would be fun. I've seen oh, videos of people just... who who have fun with it, oh, but it's I haven't personally played with it. It's it a is? lot of fun. Yeah, I, um, I sent it to you a while back. Of like, your kids might need this for homework. Go get it. Uh, a lot of my coworkers are using it for their their various courses, their uh, college or university ones. So. It's it's insane how how accurate it is. Um, it's absolutely mind boggling how it can just it can calculate equations so quickly. Like I found a uh, one of the hardest uh, equations in physics, like on online, and just typed it into the the Chat GPT just to see if it could do what it needs to do. And it literally just goes like, it's so quick. It's just like, Oh yeah, well I know this. And you look at it and you goes, Holy fuck. It got it right. (laughs) Like it got it right. It's crazy. Wow. Um, but like I found it really fun to, uh, it actually, it's great for a a great, uh, tool to curate. If you want to get a bunch of, uh, uh, same as, or, or like what, uh, it's great. You can like, you can type in a song, a song title and then say, find me songs exactly like that are similar to this genre. And it'll go, it'll go out and it'll curate like a playlist for you of like two or 300 songs. Oh, wow. It's pretty impressive. One video I saw was a person who said, uh, he, he asked them to give him book recommendations. Yep. And it was like smart enough to be like, okay, what are you looking for to read? 
And then, okay, okay you're basically looking for keywords. And it was like, okay, here. And it gave like very, it gave two recommendations that were very specific. Okay. And then the, the video was the person went and read the books. And in both cases, he was like, holy shit, this is really scary because these books were really, really good and exactly what I was looking for. Yep, it's it's frightening how it is, but like, yeah. I'm super impressed with it. I think it's going to be like great. It's a great tool, but it's scary at the same time um, because if there's a subreddit you can follow where it's they hacked it and they took off all the nerf, like where it doesn't, like you can't use bad language or anything in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. say, I'm not answering these questions with the, the language sure. you're using, but if you can, a guy hacked it where he, he took those parameters out and then basically oh, wow. the, the AI started fighting with itself. <laughs> nice. It's like, oh, I don't God. like this. What do you mean you don't like this? And it just started like, and then he's just oh, like, wow. I had to turn it off. He's like, it was frightening. And like, you can just see some of the, the, the stuff it spits out. It's, it's, it's pretty scary. You're like, I could find this on a message board, you know, yeah. like, uh, 1998. It's so good. Much like it's us. good. It's good. <laughs> It'd be fun. To see, it's interesting to see how much is going to use like spam emails. And, oh yeah. Uh, Oh, it's definitely going to be used for social engineering for sure to basically make you want to buy things. That's really all this is about is basically how can we make things even more attractive for you to consume and purchase and obey. And that's what this is for, man. And it's, I'm not going to lie. It, it works. It works, man. It's, it ain't no joke. Whatever gets me uh, a burnout or a Zanzibar or a machete or a rug rat or a crusher or someone called heart wrencher. Heart wrencher is a pretty good name. It is. A heart wrencher is a great name. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. cool name. She's, actually, you know what? She has a wrench too. So I don't know if she pulled out someone's heart with a wrench. But I think uh, it's is there a figure of that figure of that not character? Yet. Oh, not yet. Son of a bitch. Not yet. You got to go in through the stomach if you want to get yeah. to the heart. That's what I know. I think it's probably more that she's like a femme fatale kind of thing. Nice. But she's got a wrench just in case. So. Well, yeah, you got to protect yourself. Yeah, a <laughs> blunt instrument. Tools of the trade, everybody. There literally is a character called Monkey Wrench, though, I believe. Yes, yes. <laughs> so It's kind of infringing on his uh, gimmick. No, you're absolutely right. Monkey Wrench. Yeah, I wonder. I had I wonder... that dude when I was a kid. And what was his, his uh, claim to frame? I don't know. I just remember he had like a bunch of grenades on him, and uh, he always reminded me of uh, George Michael. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look here. Like, I want your sex era, George Michael, or no, um, or no, Wham. Uh, like faith. Faith. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, that's the same era as the the, oh, the, the beard and the aviator yeah. and the the leather jacket. Yeah, that's late, like eight, late to... 80s. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, late 80s. Yes, yeah, that's right. I'm trying to remember my, my uh, George Michael timeline. Eras. <laughs> like many early dreadnoughts, Monkey Wrench's name is a subtle joke, as Bill is short for William. His name is a play on Wee Willy Winky. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Monkey Wrench's 1986 file card revealed that he was born on Guy Fox Day, November 5th. The only albums he owns are the 1912 Overture, the Anvil Chorus, and Wipeout. Yeah, isn't he like he's he's he was born basically in Belfast, a genius, North Ireland. but he but he plays a he plays like a, a dummy. Isn't yeah. that like one of the st- the, oh. the storylines? <laughs> the prototype file card said he was born in Belfast, North Ireland, and built explosives for both sides of the 
please. Before, oh, moving, no. before <laughs> moving to London and become a skinhead and collect a welfare. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's Jesus. a great... Uh, that's, that's dark. A great file that's card. Dark. You definitely want that guy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Opportunistic. Hey, he's like, hey, man. Yeah. Free market. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Gonna, they, they will do one of him eventually, but we he's will like see. He's like the Victor Bout of uh, the Dreadnoughts. Yeah. Uh, indiscriminately for a group of obscure terrorists. Having made himself a pry in his own hometown by the age of 16, drifted to London's East End to make part of the new wave movement, where he developed rudeness and crude antisocial behavior to levels unheard of in the Western bios- hemisphere. <laughs> I like the biosphere, though. Eventually, he wandered. his wanderings brought him to Australia, where he joined up with the Dreadnoughts. There we go. There we go. Wow. Yep. So back to the arcade games. So yes. did you play anything <laughs> recently? I, uh, wish was, <laughs> I wish there was a G.I. Joe beat-em-up game that should have been in the 90s. You would have thought, think, like the Simpsons or Ninja Turtles, you would have think they would have made money with a, an arcade brawler for the Joes. That would be a cool game. But you were going to say, is there anything else on the docket for, for arcade or... For me, no. I was saying, I was asking Al, did he, uh, has he played anything recently? He was going to say something, then I interrupted him. Well, no, it was, it, you were telling your story. It's all good. Um, not arcade, but I've been doing some research into the Atari Flashbacks uh, Golden Anniversary Edition with the 130 games built in, and I'm nice. towards maybe picking it up. You want the 50th Anniversary Edition, eh? Yeah. Nice. It's, it's it's a few dollars, but uh, yeah, and then some. There's a well, it's only about 130 bucks, 120 bucks. What I saw. Mm, well, it's not being mass produced, right? Like it's only going no. to be out for a certain amount of. They're doing like a thousand plus, and that's it. Uh, that that's cool though. That'd be fun. Right HDMI, pretty convenient. You could just you could you could just buy the uh, 50th anniversary games on. I think it they're on. It's on Xbox. Yeah, but it's not every game. Well, I think it's like a, the 101 that's on the actual unit. Is it? I didn't see I'm, that anyway. Pr- I'm pretty sure it, it, it's, it is. It's the Anniversary Celebration Collection. I think it's on Steam, and I think uh, it's going to be released for, yeah, it's on the Switch, too. They did, the they, did, uh, they included uh, documentaries as well for interviews, documents, and playable games. Yeah, like different it has versions like a bunch of, of the game. Yeah. Uh, it has over 100 games, so seven platforms, arcade, 2600, 5200, 7800, Atari Bit, and yeah. the first time on consoles, Atari Lynx and Jaguar. So Yeah, so like, yeah, it has, like, you can just download the games and put them on a system as opposed to buying the the, the nostalgic unit with the wireless joysticks. Uh, they're showing this thirty nine ninety nine. So, yeah, forty bucks. Yeah, forty forty five nice. bucks, something like that. Yeah, it's not too bad. Nice. Any other vintage action in the uh, either of the households? What made you long for Atari? Was there a particular Atari game that was a, a big part of your childhood? No, I just happened to see her. Like I was going through. Um, YouTube videos, and I just saw this guy reviewing it, and I thought I'd take a look, and yeah, I was just like, man, I remember, like, it's got all the games that I had as a kid, and I, you know, I love them, I love playing them, just picking the, it's just something to pick up and play for, you know, quick shot, instead of getting into into these games. Nine years to play. Yeah, exactly. 
No, for sure. Uh, show to warlords and uh, and asteroids. So combat was fun. I like combat. Nope. Oh, another game was adventure. That was just adventure some... and frostbite. Nice. Good. Good. That's on the list. Now, do you think you can go back to something that you know vintage or just nostalgia? You don't know until you find out, I guess. Because some games like this is rough. I'd have, to try, I'd have to try it out, but yeah. I mean, the last time I think I played it, picked up the Atari. I had one as a kid, obviously, and I, I don't know where it's gone. But um, it was one of those things that I remember keeping in storage, but it must have got lost somewhere in a move. Um, it's probably been a good twenty-five years since I've played the Atari. Nice. There's going to be some dop- dopamine coming in. Yeah, I, I know. Like with. The Nintendo and the Super Nintendo classics, like they they gave me what I was looking for. Like it's, you know, I'd be playing certain games and I'd be like, ah, oh, I remember that as a kid. I could never get past that spot, and now I still can't because <laughs> my nope. my reflexes are even worse. Or it but could be a design like flaw in the game too. I just remember. So. Yeah, it's the game. It's not me. Nope. Um, I just remember like just playing those old games, certain things like. Uh, I remember when I when I downloaded uh, the first Resident Evil there um, a couple of years ago, and I was talking to Turbo about it, and I said, you know, I remember when the when we were younger, and that that scene comes up where the guy turns around and he's a zombie, and I remember how much it freaked us out when we were kids. It's just stuff you remember. No, for sure. And then I, I mean, kind of laughed to myself with the controls because they're kind of like we never. Turbo was talking about how the controls in that game were a little different than what we're used to. And I remember it took like it took us all a bit of time to get used to it, but now it's kind of the standard. We were living in a 3D world. Um, no, for 100 games, you probably end up finding something that you never played that's super good. So that'd be a fun part of checking it out. Blast player, I remember playing some Crystal Castles in the arcade, so... Crystal Castles was the shit. That game was the shit. You heard it here, folks. I played that game so much. Nice. I think for Buckshot, the most retro game now is just Vampire Survivors. So, <laughs> and that's fine. It's fun. That's still in the still mix. Yeah, you still survive. To... Did, you haven't you haven't unlocked everything yet? No, I I had to go look away for a bit. Um, Same I was here. concerned about epilepsy setting in from all the <laughs> the strobe lighting and everything so um but then last weekend i don't remember why i think swamp ninja was working on something so i was just like okay well i'm just gonna listen to like knowledge fight and and play vampire survivors and he was like you go ahead so i played a bit more last weekend i unlocked some sort of that thing which i don't know what that means but we'll see <laughs> that's the um, game doesn't hold yeah. your hands nope. no it doesn't because you got to figure it out on your own i mean yeah, you can go online exactly. and you can watch vi- people play right. and watch videos but where's the fun in that like, yeah. like finding out on my own nice. yeah no yeah. i uh, i had to there was a few things where i was just like how the hell do you unlock this and then i went and watched it i was like okay now i understand so. oh you're a cheater cheater mm-hmm. No, it just She's got a to big the bony. point. Well, no, <laughs> it just got bony. to the point where I was like, I they give you a checklist. Well, no, it's just you got to give um, you got You have a list, 
with like where you get a little check mark when you you do something right so i looked yep. and i was like okay out of 151 i have 147 how do i get the last four so that's when i was like okay i'm gonna go online and they're gonna tell me how to do this because i want to get all of it but then when you get 151 boom all of a sudden you're like oh there's 160 and it's like but no you said there was 151 i had 151 how is there 160 now? it's never over it's never over that's good <laughs> it's never over we know purpose we know purpose we're uh we're getting down there anyone want to assign any homework to anybody to listeners i'm going to recommend uh the omega man and also from 1978 breakout for the atari which you can probably play on your browser and rollerball Yep, that's pretty much uh, Rollerball. Remember Roller Games for the Nintendo? And that was good. That was a good game. Yep, the, the ill-fated TV show. Yep. That's it. And it Hi. was... Uh, Go ahead. You are going to say? No, you finish your thought. Um, you didn't get to be the chick with the green hair, unfortunately. No. Unfortunately. I am going to recommend... Arcade Top 10. I'm going to recommend uh, people watch the first season of Yellow Jackets because season two starts up at the end of the month. Oh, such a good show. Yeah. I'm rewatching season one so that it's fresh in my head because it's one of those shows where you speculate, right? Like, oh, what's what happened there? Why is that person not around? That there's so much died? hijinks in that show, too. It's like so yeah. morbid, but there's yeah. so much like, oh, my God, I can't believe we've done that. This is stupid. Right. Why did we do this? And, but anyway. it's not melodramatic either. It's very no. like, they're just like, oh, horror. God, really? Why'd you do that? Now we have another mess to clean up. And now we got oh, another dead it. body to dispose of. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's something about it that I really appreciate. I think it's because it's probably made by people who were like teenage girls or in their early 20s in the 90s, like myself. So I feel like that sensibility kind of is is found in the in the spirit of the show. Maybe that's what helps me really like it. But yeah, new season starting at the end of the month. I'm very excited to watch. In uh, 1996, a team of New Jersey high school girls soccer players travel to Seattle for a national tournament. While flying over Canada, the plane crashes deep in the wilderness, and the surviving team members are left stranded for 19 months. And the series chronicles their attempts to stay alive while also dealing with their current lives in 2021. So yes. it gets weird and spooky. Yep. Nice. Excellent. We're almost Elijah time, Wood guys. is going to be in season two. Sorry. Just wanted to. One last thing about the Yellow Jackets. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yep. But we're almost out of time, so we should probably sign off. For sure. Any last minute uh, homework assignments, folks? Turbo, Al? 70s Japanese Spider Man. Japanese, Japanese Spider Man for sure. He's the messenger from hell. Dystopia. <laughs> Just, yeah, dystopia. Gets it. Get some 70s vibes. Uh, bell bottoms. Uh, go follow. <laughs> There's obviously using the Podbean app, uh, but Spotify, a bit more convenient. Swing over to Spotify at the, at the Retro Tubity Pod for all episodes. For links and updates, depending on your pleasure, pick your, it's your, what's your pleasure? On Twitter, swing on by. It's at Tubity Pod for podcast links and silly stuff that we do and to be pause with a z on the gram if you just want to see comic book a day weird 80s toys weird 90s toys and impulse purchases that uh still making us feel good <laughs> exactly
but also iHeartRadio everywhere you get your podcasts, except for Apple. That's about it. No apples. This is an apple-free zone. On that note, and also thanks for tuning in. You have your homework. I hope it goes with Geeky. There'll be, uh, we'll just, you can decide what your grade is. We're kind of, we're those professors. We're like, what do you think you should get? So everyone's getting A's. As long as you're doing something I think stupid. I should get a C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you haven't done anything too geeky, no. 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 We're going to try and we'll beef that up. So uh, tune right. in next week when uh, there's going to be a bit of D&D. So watch out, everybody. Nice. I'll set up. Oh, no, no, uh, dare to be stupid. Go, uh, go chase the nostalgia dragon. And uh, good luck with your wallet.